Long ago, the television actor was on your TV show. The podcaster was discussing the TV show on their podcast. And And never never the the twain twain shall meet. But those days are long dead. In the age of the TV rewatch podcast, actors have invaded the podcast scene. And stolen the hard-earned downloads from regular working Joes and Jims and Jacobs. And with nowhere else to turn, no other respite or avenue, there was only one direction to go. One unexplored land. Shows what you know, the podcast about television is dead. And from its ashes rises the podcast about the podcasts about television. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land. Welcome to Made Women, a Sopranos rewatch podcast. Actor and Sopranos star Drea DiMatteo and her close friend, entrepreneur and New Jersey native Chris Kushner invite listeners into the ultimate inner circle. Uh, Made Women, a Sopranos rewatch podcast, takes listeners deep inside the mafioso world of television's most iconic crime drama. Head back to the New Jersey Turnpike with Drea DeMatteo and Kushner as they unpack the series episode by episode, expertly bringing the show into the present era by relating its themes to their real lives and giving exclusive insider input. Stories from behind the scenes, special guests, and so much more. Made Women is a Calvary Audio production, and it lasted 13 episodes. But no worries. Much like this show, From the Ashes birthed, um, where is it? Gangster Goddess Broadcast. Drea DeMatteo and Chris Kushner get insider Sopranos and showbiz scoop with actor Drea DeMatteo and longtime friend Chris Kushner as they explore real stories from Sopranos episodes with special guests about how they made it big. Fell on tough times, got busted and readjusted. Get ready to hear that a lot. Yes, Listen busted to- <laughs> and readjusted. Let's go. Hold on, there's more. Listen to candid conversations about life on the set, love behind the scenes, laughter and hardships, more than just a rewatch along show. These gangster goddesses take you down the path of the strong, resilient, free-thinking gangster mentality to help you start living by your own rules. It lasted 17 episodes, and now here we are, Jim and Jacob, to uh, not like, I don't think we're good. I don't think we're like dancing on the grave here, but maybe we'll be dancing on the grave a little bit of the Sopranos, the Drea DeMatteo launch slash relaunch of her um, Sopranos type podcast. Jacob, t- talk to me here. We, 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 make sense of this convoluted uh, maze we've found ourselves in of Sopranos rewatch slash uh, relate, if you will, podcast. <laughs> well, as an entrepreneur um, and a new <laughs> and a Dublin native, uh, this is something I have a lot to say about. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's a twofer to an extent. We're going to talk about made women and... Yes. Uh, the Gangster Goddess broadcast. Pr- please note the spelling is a pun of broadcast. Mm. It is great. Uh, it's time for us to bite the bullet. That's a pun because of the podcast art. You can Google it and you'll get why that's a pun. But it's time <laughs> to bite the bullet and go back to our Sopranos roots because, yes. of course, Jim and myself have had at one point a, uh, before all our rewatch podcast died, uh, we had a Sopranos podcast where we talked about every single episode of the Sopranos. I'd never watched the show before Jim had, and we kind of went through the whole thing and that lasted, you know, whatever, 60, 70, 80 type episodes. And then towards the end of it, we had an ad, our first, I I think our own, uh, like economic growth that came from that endeavor was not a lot of money but it was an ad for this show made women and timeline wise it is really interesting i there's so much to unpack here it was created by a company a corporation called cavalry media Mm. um 
did look into a little bit, though I seem to, uh, it's sort of run by Dana Brunetti and another guy, Keegan Rosenberger. And Dana Brunetti is an executive producer who has produced films such as The Social Network, um, you know, a real person that exists. I can hear myself now. Sorry. Oh. I think I did that. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so Dana Brunetti is someone who's in the film and television business. And Cavalry Media, they kind of launched a podcast division, I suppose, late 2019, early 2020. Made Women was one of their kind of launch shows. So this is not a case of them sitting at home going, we should do a podcast. It's a case of... a an actor from The Sopranos being contacted by a company and asked, do you want to make a podcast with us? And that's kind of how, how we ended up here with this thing being created. That's the start of it anyway. Yes, yes. And then, so we were aware of it, obviously, because, I mean, like you mentioned, we had an ad for it on our show. And, I mean, it sounded cool. It's like, oh, cool, Adriana from the show is doing a rewatch. Now, I guess timing-wise, uh, we should have double-checked have been this. Worse. Because it couldn't have been worse. Because I have I have the timeline here. So we were finishing our podcast in about February of 2020, uh, and then let's see. It was uh, this show came out on March 23rd, and then Talking Sopranos came out on April 6th. Ah, so yes, to some extent, Talking Sopranos, if you don't know, is uh, a Sopranos podcast with two slightly more central actors from The Sopranos. And I have to say, this show, Made Women, had a lot stacked against it. I mean, the timing is one of them, right? We were in luck that we were just wrapping up our show as Talking Sopranos came out. Yes, yeah, thank God. Um, But yeah, they were doing the the people from Sopranos rewatching Sopranos, but up against, yes. uh, I mean, Adriana, beloved character, uh, Chris Kushner, <laughs> beloved entrepreneur, but it's still tough to go up against, uh, you know, Christopher Maltesanti and, you know, uh, Bobby Baklava. You know what I mean? It's it's tough goings. Yeah. And if you had, say, uh, Drea De Matteo and Edie Falco, mm. you know, who played Carmilla, it would just even so it might not potentially be as popular as the other talking Sopran- the, the other sopranos podcast right but it kind of would have that extra star power it this is uh kind of pulled down by having just and best friend featured on this yeah. show it, it it seems to before you even listen to it you will assume that it severely limits the possibility for any behind the scenes insight but this is where it gets interesting because when they were first talking to cavalry media and i know this because i did some extra digging they kind of pitched a show to cavalry media and Cavalry Media was like, how about you do a Sopranos rewatch uh, podcast? Ah, instead? that makes complete sense. Because, yeah, I was actually going to I, I'm glad you looked that up because I was going to kind of pose that question. But I wouldn't have an answer for it of like, yeah, you know, it's clear because I was even going to make a comment like it's kind of clear they're not that interested in discussing Sopranos, which is fine because I can't blame them for it. Uh, and especially like Drea De Mateos, she's a working actress. She's done a lot of stuff. I'm sure I don't get the feeling that she is like upset that Sopranos is her biggest thing, but I'm sure she's like, well, I could talk about other things. I don't need to just talk about the Sopranos. And it's clear they kind of just want to do more of a hang. And as we talked about in the the last episode, you know, obviously real uh, fake doctors, real friends, they want to hang as well. But they do um, they they get the luck of being the central characters of that show and the hang that they're going for is also a part of the show. Whereas Chris Kushner is not a part of Soprano. So it, it really, you're, it's tough because I feel like maybe it would have been better if she did just do her own podcast with her friend and then just fans of her as an actress would check it out. Uh, whereas now you're marketing to Sopranos people and you're putting up this billboard of like Soprano stuff and then when you bring them in, it's like a bait and switch. And it's like, no, me and my friend stuff. Yes. And uh, like they are kind of struggling with the same. I actually heard them talk about this on one of the things I sampled where we should tell you, we're mainly reviewing uh, their yeah. the, uh, Gangster Goddess 
broadcast episode on season two, episode one of The Sopranos. That's the one we've listened to in its entirety and we'll be dissecting. But there's also various things we've gleaned through trying to follow this whole uh, development process of the show, the death of two podcasts, because the first uh, <laughs> yeah. Made Women, they, on Made Women, they basically rewatch season one of The Sopranos and then what happens is they they break away from cavalry media. They they go their own way, and this is where the story comes out that what they were originally trying to do, etc., kind of more of their own thing. And then they create another podcast, the Goddess Gangster Goddess broadcast, which in which they review season two, and then there's yeah. no more of it uh, after that, basically. And they have some interviews with some of the actors as well, but they do express that they felt even from the start, they don't want to just be a rewatch podcast. I think it's even in one of the descriptions, right? Like they they're struggling with that tension of, first of all, they didn't really want to do it to begin with anyway. They don't seem to be super aware of what podcasts are for. Uh, Dre Matteo, De Matteo says that she's never listened to a podcast, including her own podcast that she's on. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, they, it's, they're, it's not yeah. like they have a passion for the medium necessarily, but it is interesting. This is why the entrepreneur friend is in there because I've heard about her liquor business that yeah. she's starting. Yep. I ever heard about an app they were creating for people with different diagnoses uh, health-wise to be able to connect with each other. Like I've heard a lot of different uh, schemes coming out here and they were trying some different stuff, right? But they made a Sopranos rewatch podcast and then they left the company. So so Cavalry Media, they launched then around that time and had a couple of other shows. They are still making shows, uh, but obviously they decided to kind of go their separate ways. And you would think then that the Gangster Goddess broadcast would be more centered on kind of just being a chat show. But no, they're still watching the Sopranos because I think that's how they know that that is kind of where their bread is buttered. That's how they're going to bring people in. Yeah, but they really just should have, once they broke off, like you could still have Sopranos people on and obviously like weave in and out. Like, because again, this is kind of a major contention that's always going to come up when we discuss these shows because I brought up in the first episode, I do kind of appreciate that they, well, at least they say, they say they don't want to go beat by beat through the episode and then they go beat by beat through the episode. So sure. I do, I get it though. Also, because like we, we, the push and pull is that it gives you a nice structure where you can dis discuss specifics around a scene and kind of everyone in the audience obviously has seen the episode, uh, you would hope. So at least in your discussion, you have a frame of reference to where you're at. Um, but. Yeah, it really feels like if they just did a Drea De Mateo podcast and then he she could have her friend on still and they could still obviously just throw in the guests, like bring on, you know, uh, uh, Lorraine Bracco or Ada Taturo and stuff like that. And then you can get into Sopranos stories here and there without having it to be a Sopranos rewatch podcast. But anyways, uh this like the, oh, the other thing I want to point out is because we picked this episode specifically because to go behind the scenes is we're like, all right, well, because this the new podcast, the the Gangster Goddess broadcast starts out with a two part interview with uh, Michael Franzese. Uh, I think I'm saying his name right. You've probably seen this guy. If you watch the Netflix, there's like a mafia documentary on there. This guy always pops up. I think he has his own like mafia related podcast. And YouTube he's like channel. one of the guys that gets he he gets wheeled out as kind of the, yeah. the gangster guy who's going to tell you the real gangster stuff. Yeah, that's his whole career, yeah. which you know is perfectly fine. It is interesting. I don't want to get into the Sopranos because we could easily fall down that hole. But it's <laughs> interesting how even at the very start of the Sopranos, they're talking about that's like the two possible career paths is like fucking dead or in prison or you're going to be like a fucking film script writer or something because people are so into this culture and he's one of these characters who you know is a former member of the mafia and now basically that's his job is kind of glamorizing it and telling the true side uh, of it etc et yeah and, and it, i mean it's a great angle also if you're discussing sopranos for him to be like yeah this feels very authentic or this nah there's uh, a capo would never do this or whatever so, but he should it, have a podcast right <laughs> like that would be he does no he does he, does. he has um, a youtube yeah, channel because i know my brother was sending clips i think it was this past year if not it was last year it's fairly recently he was getting some viral buzz because he had Sammy the Bull on, who's another ex-mafia guy who's famous for, like, I think he took down John Gotti or he went turned witness against mm -hmm. John Gotti. But they got into this, like, 
Sopranos-esque uh, YouTube beef where they're like, hey, you disrespect him, like yelling at each other over Zoom, like, you motherfucker, like one of those things. Uh, so mm. you can search that out if you want. But anyways, we picked, like, okay, they're discussing season two, episode one here in their third, technically third podcast episode. And we assumed, okay, they're probably going to get into what happened with Calvary Media or why they're not made women anymore. And then in this episode, they specifically say, we're going to get into that next episode. <laughs> so did yeah. when you the 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 factoids you just pulled, did you listen to a little of the next episode or you just dug around online? Well, basically, as you said, they, they mentioned in this episode that they're now doing it all on their own. The yes. editing, everything. They're kind of going indie away from the big corporation. Um, and yeah, they promised to have the explanation on the next episode, which is great for retention. It's very kind of YouTube clickbaity mm. like um and uh, yeah, I went to the next one and they don't talk about it. Um, so... <laughs> well, because I read the description and yeah. they didn't mention it. So I was like, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll listen to a little of the beginning of the next episode. And then I read the description and I'm like, hmm, they don't really mention it here. So no, but this is your mistake. Then you go read the next description and the next description. You found, find the drunk episode where they're drunk. Ah. And that's the one where they get into it. So that's where I've pulled these factoids from. Ah, the drunk episode. Damn, I should have saw that. Yeah, it gets it gets out there. It's That one's not about the Sopranos. Don't worry. Oh, it <laughs> like, does. They do their own thing there. <laughs> we, sh- we should have just listened to that one then. Yeah, um, well, oh, yeah. Cancer, did, ex-boyfriends, why they switched from made women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because also, I mean, to get into that a little bit then, because as you mentioned, they say like they're doing it all, even though apparently there are producers in the room, too. They say they're doing it all themselves. One of their husbands, maybe, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I made a note like at one point because they mentioned like, we need to get you on camera or something. I'm like, is there actually? I was wondering if they were just doing theater of the mind and pretending there was a producer in the room. <laughs> but apparently there was. No, because in the drunk episode, there's someone kind of keeping them talking yeah. into their microphones and they pipe up a bit. So, yeah, there's someone around. I mean, I've done myself many a drunk episode, so I get the, you know, the oh, yeah. the idea to go that way. It's not a bad idea. But let's, I mean, break it down. That's also where she, like, the start of that is where she's like, I've never listened to a podcast. I don't <laughs> even know what this is. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But but honestly, I, I before we get further into the episode, I just want to say where the reason we're going into this company and everything is this is the interesting development of the whole podcast space. Yeah, like, this is not as I said, like the, this is not just. Uh, actually, we haven't talked about the community one, for example. But during the pandemic, like a lot of the community uh, actors and writers got together, and, and you're doing, like well, you're just for people that don't know, like you're referring to the show community. Yes, sorry. Uh, I, I just because for a second I thought you meant That's like Sopranos point. community, but then I knew yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about. No, I just meant like that. Uh, again, we haven't. We'll probably do it on this show and get further into it. But it feels like there's a certain spark of like, hey, there's a pandemic on. We're reconnecting. We're making something for the fans. Uh, that kind of thing. And this is the other one. This is this is the other side of that coin where people are looking at office ladies, presumably like specifically office ladies as like one of the first shows to do this, have actors discussing their own show and be pretty successful um, and go and people going, Hey, I'm a producer. I produce TV shows. Mm. I produce things, podcasts. People keep talking about it. Like it's the next best thing I could produce podcasts. And it is, you know, fucking pit- pittances compared to making a television show or anything like that just throw some money around get these people involved pitch ideas and they're gonna go hey make something like this make office ladies but for the sopranos and they yeah. tried to do it but they didn't really enjoy what they were doing uh they vaguely reference like mistakes were made with made women when they're talking about it on the drunk episode um so you know I don't know all of the details, but in short, it's just very interesting that this was this is a produced, manufactured concept that isn't really based on anyone's passion. Mm. It's producers looking at this is where the podcast space is moving. These things are becoming popular. And yeah, they rolled the dice. And if they had made Talking Sopranos out of that, they would have been right. They would have had a massive new kind of uh, online influencing space where they could sell lots of merch and make lots of money. Uh, and instead, they made Gangster or Goddess. And, you know, sometimes you roll snake eyes, but that's yeah. fine. 
True. Yeah. It's very interesting because that's what we're charting, right? Like the decline of spontaneous normal discussion and instead <laughs> kind of forcing yes. these people who don't want to talk about The Sopranos to get together and chat about it. Now, I've said all said all that. It's not actually as bad as I'm making it sound <laughs> as far as the podcast. That's my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not necessarily good, but it's not like the worst either. Um yeah. But also, that's where I was going to get a little bit more, like, a little critical here about them saying, you know, they're doing it all on their own. And I get what they're going for with the start of this episode. And I'm also, I'm a person that hosts a show where I open my show with, like, movie quotes. So sometimes it might be, it might catch you a little off guard. But I would argue at least, like... My thing is, like, clearly it'll come in as, like, a recognizable movie quote for most part. And then it goes into the intro here it's them talking but not even in like a like it's such a bizarre intro to me because they're doing the whole like here's a little taste and now we're getting into the show and i get you kind of have to do that you want to hook people or whatever but it's such a bizarre break in that i kept being like is my phone messing up is this not the fucking episode like i went back to the feed like once and i'm like I had to check another podcast to see if that was starting properly. Then I came back and let it play because it doesn't even, it feels like it's in the middle of a thought. Like it comes in like in weird mid sentence, not even in a, like the start of a, if I have like usually start off with like, if I had one thing to say about collectibles, but in this one, it's like collectibles are a thing. Like it's, it's such a, I don't know. I don't know if it was as jarring to you. But the way the intro came in was so jarring that I thought my shit had all messed up. Two things I want to say about that. Uh, Dear listener, Jim's concerns are justified because we are basically internet archaeologists trying to dig into these episodes. (laughs) Because, yeah, Made Women came out in 2020. They made these shows. The links on the podcast feed are, like, derelict. They, Mm. They don't play. There's only a few episodes on there. If you go to the Cavalry Media YouTube and a few other places, you can find old episodes of Made Women, but it's not guaranteed they're going to be there. So you do feel like you're kind of brushing sand off the fucking bones of this podcast. And for the gangster broadcast, I don't think there's that much of a problem, but it is kind of funny that both of these podcasts kind of they they launched within six months of each other right like this was a very short period of time where they were putting out a lot of podcasts then they pivoted rebranded kept doing the same thing under their own brand and then that ended as well so a legitimate concern that said i did it didn't stick out to me as that jarring i just Mm. thought oh they're doing that thing that we discussed last week or last episode um where they just have a clip at the start i didn't really react to it to be honest well, because even like Scrubs, the Scrubs one wasn't even necessarily a clip. It just dropped in. That on was them. 15 minutes, though. It was just so like that's I almost prefer this version to having. 15 well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is that was just them starting the conversation. It wasn't like it right. wasn't like we heard that. And then late, like because this is one of those you hear a piece and then later you're going to hear the full context. That right. was more yeah. like the mics are on. We're recording. The show has started. We're in a conversation. This one is a like. I like it didn't even stand out to me as like a great point or anything like that. Like, cause usually it's like, Ooh, here's a little tasty morsel of where our discussion's going, but I, I don't know. Either way, I'm being probably overly critical, but yes, I, I forgot about that context is the other side of it is like their made women feed only has the, on Apple podcasts. It only has like three of their most recent episodes and you can't find some of the other ones. So yeah, I started thinking like, Oh no, did we pick an episode and it's not even available to listen to? But either way, yeah, that, we have a little clip, teaser clip, and then it goes into their intro. Um, You're and, saying the very the teaser clip kind of had you busted, Jim. Yeah, I was busted, but then I quickly got readjusted. Because okay, uh, then it's like, yeah, then we have the intro, and then she's talking about her tambourine or something. Isn't she? Wasn't she like banging on a tambourine? And I was really yeah. annoyed. And she's like, people are gonna be so annoyed out there. <laughs> yeah yeah i am yeah i was you know again like it's not great but it's also like ah they're just settling they're settled down (laughs) settled down now they're just settling down and then they get into the meat and bones of the episode which is when they start talking about what this past week had them busted and how did they readjust for it well it's funny Um, because i feel like right off the bat here we're switched on what we were last week on our discussion where because you keep being like it's not terrible they're just setting the scene and i'm like this is awful. 
Because I mean, I right now I don't feel like because you know whether it be a podcast, TV show, movie. Sometimes you settle into a piece of, you know, uh, storytelling or art or whatever, and you feel like you're in good hands. You know what I mean? And for whatever reason, I guess, even though I didn't love the open of Fake Doctors, Real Friends, I felt like I was in good hands. Right now, I don't feel like Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm in good hands with Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris here at the beginning. Because then we get right into, yeah, it's the first day back on the rewatch. We get, I mean, this is a live read of Tushy, so you must have heard the Tushy ad, right? For the bidet, yeah, but that's okay. that's kind of in the middle of the episode, though, right? No, the, there's two. Uh, there's one, one at the up. start. It's so interesting because no, I have the one that's integrated into the episode, but not. At the oh, start. That's so I thought this was all. This felt integrated. So if it wasn't on yours, then I guess it's a good drop mm-hmm. because this felt like they were just doing yeah. the intro and kind of quickly got into it. But anyways, that's interesting. I got to be clearer, Jim. I do not think I'm in safe hands here either at the start of this. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, maybe I'm just trying to add some dynamism to our show so we're not just going one way with it. But I don't feel like I'm in safe hands and I never do throughout this, the whole thing. You never know what you're going to next get in the next five minutes of this podcast was a note that I made because mm. they could be talking about, um, you know, coming from bidets. Yes. Was that in the start? No, no, was that that, that was the right? yeah the middle one. She start. I mean, I guess we might as well talk about. It. She starts talking about yeah. the cush the coochie brush, and then like kind of talking about her butthole, and then yeah, how she like the coochie brush was like, wow, this water. Like, I I gotta get off here, or else you know I'm gonna get off here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, there's uh, some innuendo. Uh, there's, it's not really an innuendo. It's just saying, <laughs> hey, you can come from these. You should buy one. Uh, I used, to, I, I found out a lot about what you can do with a bidet when I was young. <laughs> like, oh, wow, this is going places. And again, not necessarily a bad topic of conversation, but in the next five minutes, she's talking about, Drea's talking about her mother, when her mother, like her, when her, her mother's family died, quote, when her family died, she kind of died with them. Talks about her having like dementia, and uh, just a very bleak kind of description of that. And that's within five minutes of each other. And I really don't know where it's going to zag to next in this show. So I never feel like, hey, this is what we're doing. We haven't a clear idea of what we're doing. Uh, that just never really comes through. Yes. Yeah. And um, I'm just trying to see some of yeah. But so but they are trying they're trying to make the bit the busted and readjusted. Uh, what does it mean? I still, yeah, I was about to say it's still kind of barely clear. I, it's kind of like, I guess from what I'm gleaning from the context, it's like, you know, what went wrong this week, but then how'd you turn it around? I guess, like, how did you like make lemonade out of lemons or something? Because I don't even really remember. Oh, there's something about a broken water main they start talking about, and there was no toilet paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a broken water. Just use your bidet, like yes, um, yeah. But there's a broken water main. So she's one of them's talking about having a salt water pool. So she she had to get a bucket um, of salt water, I guess, from the pool to brush her teeth with. And then mm. she's talking about how she couldn't shower, so she got in the jacuzzi. And I was like, this is these people are living different <laughs> lives with their salt water pools and their jacuzzis. Well, um, but in essence, being busted is something bad happening like a car like when a car is busted yeah. you know it's not like a cool busted it's bad busted and readjusted is what you do from it now i actually so at the very start they say like hey every week we do this we talk about this every week so i'm like okay i don't mind i don't have the context i haven't heard all the episodes yeah but it cannot be overstated how much busted and readjusted is pivotal and central <laughs> it comes up show. so In much fact, dude i I can reveal exclusively, Jim, that that was, in fact, the concept behind their original podcast pitch that they wanted to make a podcast that was centered around this concept of being busted and or readjusted. And Cavalry Media was like, no, do a fucking Sopranos rewatch podcast. (laughs) So that is kind of the whole core of it. If they ever come out with a self-help book 
or anything like that. It's very clear that that's going to be the pivotal thing because they talk about their past. They talk about experiences with drugs and alcohol. And this is the kind of stuff that people are probably interested in hearing about. But they're talking about it as like these people, we were busted and then we readjusted. Or they're talking about actors on The Sopranos who have gone to jail for years for murder or robberies or whatever. They say talk about them being busted and then readjusting to society. Yes, so, yeah. you know, it's really, it can't be overstated how central this is to the show. And um, I'm just, I'm trying to kind of get some other context. I meant to look this up ahead of time uh, because, yeah, I guess apparently they're both like uh, married or in relationships with like rock stars, kind of. Because um, what I'm gleaning here is that Chris Kushner looks like her husband or whatever is Dave Kushner. Looks like he's a bass player. Is he in is he in Velvet Revolver or is he just kind of like a studio guy, studio band guy? Um, and then uh, Drea is in her current uh, husband. Her relationship is with um, Michael Devin, who was in White Snake. Like this is it's funny because it's like I didn't know this, but it's it makes complete sense because. I mean, obviously, even the Adriana character, but Drea DiMatteo, she just has that vibe of like, I'm a rock chick, you know, I'm a rock chick. Mm -hmm. And because they they do mention something about like, you know, we're because when they're talking about the toilet paper and stuff like that, like, you know, we're we're familiar with touring. We know all about like going without some of this stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what they're getting out, getting into. And then, yeah, as they keep going on about busting and readjusted, they do. This is where they also bring up like. Next week, we're going to break down what happened with <laughs> made women, which apparently they did not. They also talk about like having the direct, like they were going to have the director of the yes. episode on. And I kind of agree with what you were saying last time. I think just don't even talk, don't, don't yes. even tell us because we're just going to feel like we're totally missing out then. That's they're saying we're going to have them on in the future, which, you know, is great. But like, don't even tease us with that because we're not getting those insights. Yeah, dude, that's in my notes. It's don't tell me who you were thinking of getting <laughs> for the, the show. Now, I guess I get it. Maybe it like gives, I don't know, it's a freewheeling conversation. You're, it's a hang. Um, and it's showing that maybe these there's potential here. But yeah, all I'm thinking now is like, oh, that would have been awesome <laughs> rather than hearing about these other stories. And I mean, I don't mean to... It's a tough position for Chris Kushner because you're already, everyone's like, who are you? Why are you here? And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but she doesn't bring a lot here to the show. She brings up, she's constantly off topic. Uh, she's constantly bringing up other shit and also not even great observations about the episode. Um, I forget if it's, or maybe it may, it might be Drea that brings this up. Um, and I guess you kind of have to either way, but you know, they get into like Patsy and then the, the, he comes back as a twin and mm -hmm. maybe this is the jaded I've hosted a Sopranos podcast. Like, yeah, we know you don't have to tell us this. <laughs> we fucking know I, we've seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you for oh. talking about this yeah <laughs> and also you know because um, actually one of the observations i just saw in my notes yeah, I, was, I was looking for yeah. uh one of the her observations that annoyed me chris kushner is she's like they're talking about the montage and she's like and then an asian guy's like christopher maltesanti here and it's like yes that's the fucking text that's not the like it's not a subtext it's a joke well, it's the punchline yeah, because she's like, oh, but but he's Asian, so he wouldn't have yeah. the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you're saying. And yeah, it's like, yeah, that's and that, I get it. That's why it's there. I'm sure there's been times it's but like I feel like you can bring that up, and I'm sure we've done this in our if you go through our Sopranos discussion. I keep we're pimping our own show. Uh, Cut to black, Sopranos sit down. There's a context to bring that up of like, oh my god, it's so funny the way you know, like when you bring it up as a punchline. Like I understand, like. Sometimes we've pointed out obvious things that are there because we're just saying what a great moment or what a fun idea or what a great way to, you know, get that idea across. Like it's a montage. Things are happening, but you quickly get an idea across of like, oh, here's another scam that's going on. We're going to hear more about it. Yeah. But she literally is just bringing you up as like, 
Huh? No one's like, uh, excuse me, is your name Moltisanti? It's, it's like, okay, thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, and Chris, uh, I can't complain too much because for most of this, I don't know whose voice is whose voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Because Adriana, like, De Drea De Matteo is obviously not talking Ad in Adriana's voice. She has a, uh, a less... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. She's not doing. She's not doing the same voice she did on a TV show twenty years ago. Like mm. it makes sense, uh, but it means I don't really know for a while what they're who's saying what. But it, I do think Chris is like at that part you were just talking about where where at the airport etc like describing like i was like yeah. i don't get what's going on here. I had to pause it and replay it and pause it and replay it and get what's <laughs> going on. And I'm like, did she actually not watch The Sopranos before? <laughs> like, is that part of their concept? Because yeah, yeah, you know. That's what we did. It wouldn't be the worst thing. Mm. Like, hey, my friend was on the show, but I never watched it. But I don't think that's it. I think she's just like, what? What are they doing? And it is, yeah. it's a, it's not a confusing or challenging scene exactly, but it's kind of, it's a scene that trusts you to fill in some gaps and to understand it in the broader context of the episode as you go on. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was funny, like, imagining her replaying this one scene to go like, but, but he didn't fly he didn't fly <laughs> and land at this airport like, yes no that's the whole con they're yeah. murdering a person like it's the sopranos <laughs> yeah and and i again not to like in her defense and especially since you've added more context they didn't want to really do a sopranos rewatch podcast they wanted to do like they're clearly good friends i'll give them that like you know they they have rapport they, it feels like they're friends and they like to hang out and I'm sure there is an audience that would enjoy just like hanging with the gals or whatever, just talking bullshit. But then like to point out to you, if you're trying to wonder out if it's Drea talking or Chris caught talking, if someone's ever like, I've been to that hotel, I it's on this freeway. That's Chris talking. She's telling you she had parties at the hotel. She's telling you she knows where the airport is. <laughs> she's telling you she's from Jersey, Jacob. She knows where these places are. Yeah, because she talks specifically about going to this motel to drink before school. Yeah, which is pretty hardcore because you have to set your alarm like an hour early. <laughs> then go and have drinks at it like yeah well, classic rocker chick stuff like you were saying also and maybe you know maybe drea is getting into a little kind of a, a decent observation and bringing in some stuff i don't know maybe about like the name parvati and like the different indian goddesses and if someone's saying like i want indian food now that's chris kushner <laughs> If you're ever wondering who's talking and someone's kind of making a point and someone's <laughs> like, I want chicken marsal, that's usually Chris Kushner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you said, she's operating at a disadvantage because she's not on the show. Um, so, like, what what is she going to be bringing to the table? And she's bringing the entrepreneurship to it, mm. I guess. She is the... She's probably a big part of the reason why this show exists and why they pivot to making a different show. True. Why there's a, a wine business and an app and all this stuff. But it just well, it does come off as like throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall. The podcast. Yeah, uh, though, I'm sure that could be said about us as well. And I'm sure she's a great entrepreneur, but not to like throw more salt on poor Chris Kushner. I feel like I'm picking on her, but. You know, yeah, she's got the entrepreneur spirit. She started a Patreon. She doesn't even know what it is. Like, I don't like. How does this work? I'm not sure. This is a quote, by the way. She's saying she she's saying this in the episode of like, we got a Patreon. I don't even know how it works, but uh, we got one. And I think we checked on yeah. it. It doesn't go anywhere, or it is a Patreon. It's like just in her name or something, right? It's not even in the name of like the show. Yeah, I mean, presumably it might have like collapsed since True. there wouldn't have been any patrons, but uh, so there's not a link now that's active. She also says, and I like again, tr not trying to pick on her or be mean, but like the impression I get of Drea De Matteo, who plays Adriana, is that she's very thoughtful. She's had like an interesting life and she did bust and readjust in that she's had like dark days. She's talking about cheating and drugs and all this stuff. And now she does a lot of meditating. She knows all about these Indian goddesses, etc. And she's never really she seems like she wouldn't hurt a fly. Like she's like really uh, like whenever someone's mean to her, she's trying to understand them or whatever, uh, things like that. Whereas Chris says that because they have a conversation where like, have, do you ever, do you ever f find you're like in a situation where you're very suspicious towards a friend? And mm. Chris is like, I, 
I'm always, I never, I don't have a friend that I haven't been suspicious of. I'm always very suspicious of all of my friends, basically like saying like the yeah. polar opposites in that, like, no, I just, I'm, I'm happen to be surrounded by toxic people and I don't know why. <laughs> like that is kind of the vibe that's coming out. Uh, she, it's just quite funny. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always suspicious. And, you know, I, I, I've cheated on a lot of people as well. And this is how, you know, that Tony's cheating or whatever. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then again, I do feel like, um, like there's, there's an audience out there for, for just like, you know, hanging with the, with the, with the gals or whatever. And I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm much, I, I'm the audience for that. So, I mean, that's why I'm probably being pretty, pretty critical, but I also, in my defense, again, I, it's because they're taking this angle of like, Here's a Sopranos show. And there is some there is some interesting things I picked up. Like I honestly didn't know her mother was a playwright and it feels like she's pretty mm -hmm. well respected. Like uh I was kind of digging a, a, around a little bit like she was like a playwright and also like a professor or something like or like a mentor basically for other playwrights. And and very relevant because she's uh, a playwright about a lot of Italian-American kind of mm. themes, right? Like, at least yeah. just based on the podcast. And that's how she knew a fair amount of the actors before ever being on The Sopranos or just recognizing them after the fact, like, oh, she was in one of my mother's plays, um, which is interesting. It kind yeah. of ties the production of the show to the rest of the acting scene in, in New York at the time and stuff like that. And they get a little bit into, um, is it Lilo or Lilo Brancato? He's uh, the actor that was in Bronx Tale, and then he plays, you know... Uh, one of the Chippendales, basically, yes. in season two. One of the kind of two cronies of Christopher in season two of The Sopranos, which I feel like we probably talked about this on our Sopranos podcast, but I had forgotten about it. Mm. I don't know if it, we came we up did. before. Okay, yeah, because yeah. he had a real life, you know, thing where he went to prison. Um, I think I forget if he, he was like involved in a robbery that I think ended up in a death and then he was like charged. I, I read up on it and it was. Yeah, I mean, not that the details really matter for yeah. this, but it was like an attempted robbery. There was a, a cop who was living next door who, you know, wasn't on duty. He was interfering with them. The person that he was with uh, at the time was uh, or like his accomplice shot him so this guy didn't go to prison for the murder part but for the attempted robbery part he was uh sentenced to like 10 years served about eight but more importantly i went to the wiki on um uh, the sopranos wiki on this character just to make sure i was thinking about the right guy and it did show him as like full name matthew bevilacqua yep. for the character and the underneath it says aliases Matt Drinkwater and Cheese Fuck, yeah. uh, which I just really <laughs> yes. enjoy that the Sopranos wiki goes to that level of detail of making sure that you know if they're talking about a Cheese Fuck, and if you've seen the Sopranos, you know what I'm on about. Uh -huh. uh, they're talking about this guy who uh, didn't murder a guy but did go to prison for it. He's also the one who uh, drank like a sugarless soda, and he's like, "That's the last fucking drink." You know, it's, I don't. I guess I don't want to spoil Sopranos in case no one's seen it, but. Uh, yeah. classic uh, moment with uh, good old T and big pussy uh, uh, bonding yet again. But anyways, but yeah, she gets, We I believe we did talk a little bit about his real life stuff. Um, she mentions like that she did want to bring, it's, I mean, I, I, it's pretty candid. I like that she gets in and she's like, look, we wanted to bring him on and have him talk about that. Like talk about going to jail and stuff like that. And I, and I kind of also understand he was like, uh, I don't fucking want to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure he doesn't want to con like constantly relive like, you know, some of the lowest lows of his life, I'm sure. But like also, unfortunately, that's kind of the the hook right now. It's like, oh, this is the guy I rec I recognize him from some, you know, uh, Bronx Tales, the biggest Sopranos as well. I'm sure maybe people seen him in some other stuff, but like. You know, people want to hear that story, but I like how they're like, well, they're like, ah, oh, we'll forget it then. <laughs> you know, oh, you just want to talk about the Sopranos? Ah, forget it. Yeah, and they, I mean, honestly, they're they are correct in what they're chasing there. In that, yeah. like, yeah, he should come on and talk about his experiences, like 
this is the best example I've heard so far on the show of someone who has busted and readjusted. And if that's kind of the concept, the underlying thing that they want to talk about, he'd be a perfect person to have on. And so would, you know, the the famous mob media guy uh, as well. It kind of makes sense to have those conversations in that context. And he was like, ah, no, but I'll come up on and do this Sprouts Rewatch podcast. They were like, oh, yeah, and they just never had him on. <laughs> she does mention she was in a movie, uh, an Abel Ferrara movie. Uh, with him it looks like it's called oh it's a christmas movie um rxmas it's an american crime film that stars yeah dre de mateo uh uh lilo brancato and of course ice t a new york drug dealer is kidnapped and his wife must come up with the money and drugs to free him from the kidnappers before christmas abel ferrara by the way he's like a classic new york grime director he made bad lieutenant and um like uh, I think King of New York, a lot of like classic grimy, like dirty films. So, just a little side, little side quotes. I'm doing my uh, uh, fast facts with Jim here. <laughs> we're gonna be like Gus on break. Uh, not not Gus. We're gonna be like Walter White on Breaking Bad, where we pick up traits from each of these shows as we dismantle each the, them. <laughs> each show that we defeat, we take one on. Um, so yeah, busted and readjusted is going to be this one, I think. Maybe fast facts. Yeah. That's a great shout out. Actually, we're going to just transform into the perfect, eventually the perfect rewatch, re-listen podcast. Um, they also talk about the season two premiere, or Drea does about like actually going oh, yeah. to see it on the big screen. That's pretty interesting, and actually like makes a point about how watch like how it's something about seeing it on the big screen like on on a projector and everything doesn't quite work the same because part of the appeal of a show like the sopranos is that over a long course of time you're kind of inviting these people into your home and Mm. having them on your television and becoming familiar with them so then when you suddenly watch them in a movie theater it's like it's a little bit off you're supposed to be smaller than that and my friend who lives in my tv you know yeah so i thought that was a very interesting kind of point um yeah it's a great point interesting to hear from from you know back when they used to do premieres uh at physical locations and everything even though it was just season two at this point and kind of it's hard to track it's hard for me to know when did the show become massively popular uh and stuff like that but it seems like yeah it was it was really getting there early on yeah and especially it puts it in nice context like not that it's a regular thing for that to happen but it feels more normal now because tv like you know, it's been said many times, like especially like Sopranos is one of those shows that really brought in like not that TV was not amazing beforehand, but it David Chase himself always talked about how it wasn't respected. It definitely was thought of as a step down, whereas things have kind of flipped a bit more now. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of putting it in that context. But also it is a great point because I do feel like obviously the family aspect of Sopranos is important and making it more of a, uh, yeah, something that feels like it's your neighbor or something in your home rather than like on the, like uh, not that Sopranos isn't cinematic, but, but in the cinema, yeah, you'd have more of a disconnect. So it was, it was a good point. I'm sure Chris was just thinking about, uh, where they were going to get Indian food later, but you know, nothing, no, no, no foul, no harm, no foul. Because mm-hmm. it does later uh, on, we get into uh, maybe the new segment could be real or not real. Uh, these boobs coming up, are they real or not real? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they do talk about that uh, for a while as well. I, I have to say, like maybe, yeah, it's not it's it's not amazing, but like at least when they're recapping the show, I did feel like at points, probably mostly from Dre, I was showing some at least consciousness of character and theme yeah uh even just stuff like you know tony's getting his newspaper this is his regular day being True. interrupted before this we've actually not seen him show fear in his everyday he's been kind of like superman and clark kent in that he's not like his his criminal life hasn't overlapped as much with his day-to-day i suppose that's not really true uh if you think about season one but basically like seeing his routine being broken and kind of talking about some of the themes because as they said they want this to be a what is it a A relate podcast instead of a rewatch what does that mean to you uh do you think they accomplish what they're trying to do there i i I appreciate what they're going for and then yeah like basically what they're saying is they want to make it excuse me they want it character based and they want to, I guess, again, like playing off the whole busted and readjusted. They want to relate to these characters on a, you know, a personal 
uh, or empathy level, and they want to play out how that stuff, how the things we're seeing on the screen could relate to us in our own lives, and what what it means more as a character or a person rather than just the plot beats. So. I like what they're going for. I like the idea. And yeah, I do think when they get into some of the episode stuff, they they have some decent insight. And I like hearing stories about, yeah, seeing it on the big screen, stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's again, I know we're kind of having fun and like uh, shitting on it a little bit, but it's not the worst. I, I mean, I might be, uh, we'll have to really put the hand the hammer down on this by the end. It might be the bottom of the barrel of what we've heard so far, though. Mm. Yeah, and on that note, I think we're, we, we've we already discussed this for quite a while, so let's get into some actual kind of ratings. How does yeah. it stack up on some of these factors? So, you know, when we're talking about inside stories, discussions that go beyond the episode that they're recapping or rewatching, there's a little bit of it, but they're limited, obviously, by the fact that, you know, Adriana is an important character in the Sopranos, but like they only did the first two seasons. She really starts playing a bigger role later on. Obviously, she's still around, still has insights from the show, but it's just not going to be the same as when you have JD and Turk from Scrubs, like the two arguably main characters. Uh, so I think their inside stories are quite lacking. Um, when it comes to their episode breakdown, it's not too bad, but it's also like it's clear also that they're kind of trying to find their feet with their new podcast because they sometimes say like, oh, am I going to do this synopsis like I did before? Nope, nope. New podcast. We're doing it differently. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like the breakdown and the structure is a little bit up in the air. They kind of ask like, hey, listeners, what do you want to hear in this new show that we're doing, even though it's the same show as the old show? Uh, but for like for like legal reasons, it has to have a different name. Yeah. Um, so I don't I can't say the inside stories or the episode breakdown are, are fairly good. What would you agree? I would agree. I would agree. There's like it's like and I mean, it's hard to judge this as because I almost want to give them credit to be like, hey, this is their for kind of their first episode. But it's mm -hmm. kind of not because it's uh, yeah, it's like their first Sopranos discussion on this feed. But they ha did have you know, 13 other episodes. It's still fairly early for a podcast, but it feels like it should be a little tighter. Um, and it feels like, but it feels like they're almost there kind of, which I will give them credit on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't give them a high rating though. Yeah. We usually also have like fan engagement uh, as a factor or maybe running bits like well, busted and readjusted wait, real or not real. Um, but is that an act? But that's not an actual bit. They're kind of including I'm, that as anyone. I'm being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Um, Maybe it becomes a, a running bit, real or not real. Yeah, we could do it on real history, even um, <laughs> as a potential bit about all these medieval ladies on real history. But yeah, the fan engagement running bits are not great. Like one thing that I was kind of holding on to to the end as a, as a reveal, but I'm just going to say it now, if you look at the number of ratings on the different shows, Made Women on Apple Podcast has about 391 ratings, uh, which is not a massive amount compared to like major, major podcasts, but it's not too shabby either. Mm. And then Gangster Goddess Broadcast has three ratings as far as I can see Ooh. on Apple Podcasts. So presumably without the... I don't know, backing... I, I don't know how many of those ratings might be bought by the Cavalry yeah. Media Corporation trying True. to inflate their numbers, or maybe it's just people checking it out, and if they didn't enjoy it, why on earth would they check out their other podcast? But I think it might also be as simple as, like, hey, you start doing a thing, and then all of a sudden you're on a different feed doing something completely different. Well, like, obviously people are not going to move over uh, or even know that it's happening. <laughs> we didn't, we were just discussing, we were like, okay, we're going to do made women next. And then we happened to accidentally find uh, that they did another show. Like we didn't know they did this show until we were like, okay, what yeah. what happened with made women? We're looking it up. And since the episodes weren't, there was only three episodes. We we're trying to find their other episodes. And I happened to stumble upon gangster goddess. Um, which, yeah, I mean, interesting. It has no uh, Sopranos in the like title or anything like that. Uh, I mean, at the very least, you'd want to at least put like Drea's name there, I would feel. Like if you're not going to have Sopranos, it's just a little too broad. I know this is kind of maybe this relates to the business acumen as well. Too um, broad indeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even yeah. know. I'm a genius or you're a genius. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, yeah, it's just I, I I don't know like what kind of marketing you should have done, or I don't know if she has like a big social media following, but it feels like you know even with a little bit you would get a you you could get more than that going on. Yeah, and if we're looking at say, um, they do have a website that's still up for Gangster Goddess Broadcast, and it does have kind of a it's not too bad, but it has kind of an early. 2000s vibe to it maybe like mm. they have a one of those sliders that's showing like recent content but it's just sliding between episode one their interview with michael franzini and then don't mix the next uh week's special or whatever listen here yeah it, they're like find out about our next surprise guest like it's just not i mean yeah it's been they haven't been making stuff for uh, about two years at this point so it's not surprising but just kind of the way it's put together is not blowing me away here. And I, there's also a Facebook page where the most liked images are kind of like vintage uh, images of uh, Dre DiMatteo in like swimwear. Yeah, like sexy like, Dre DiMatteo images. But like as far as business acumen, like this was started with a very entrepreneurial spirit. So theirs is hella merch on Teespring. You can get a cup with the gangster goddess lips biting a bullet or a hat or a tote bag or whatever you want. Like it's all available. Uh, don't know why anyone would buy them necessarily, uh, but they're there. Like they're, it's clear that this was created as a business project and that is to its detriment for sure. <laughs> Well, it's like it, it. The thing is, I can kind of see, at least based off the merch and what they're doing, um, like there are super popular podcasts, like uh, shit. What's that? Um, now I'm an idiot. I should have had this already. All, well, I'm going to interrupt and say, more importantly, they also launched a wine, a Pinot Noir, uh, in collaboration with a wine company. Unfortunately, they're all sold out, so we can't get a bottle. Um, but yeah, as far as merch, they're they're clearly going all the way because they've also talked about how they were trying to or yeah trying to run some sort of uh, drinks business before this. So I guess they're combining their passion. Um, yeah. Well, what I was gonna say because there's this one of the biggest podcasts is Caller Daddy, and it's you know it's uh, it was hosted by two girls, but like they ended up having like this public rivalry and they split, and like one of the one of the girls got to keep the Caller Daddy name. Um, but it's one of the biggest podcasts. Uh, what's Sophia Frank? Oh, Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. And Alex like took the name. But like the merch, like looking at the merch and kind of their logo and stuff, it, it reminds me of that vibe. And it's a huge podcast. It's super popular. It's, you know, uh, girls hanging out, talking about sex, talking about their lives, interviewing people relating to that i'm sure there's a similar version of busted and readjusted i don't know if you ever heard about the gluck gluck 3000 that's a uh, thing from there it's it jacob the gluck gluck 3000 it's when you like really suck a dick like <laughs> yeah I, I actually that was my guess from from the description <laughs> sounds great i've actually never heard of this podcast which is showing me well, what a bubble i fucking yeah. live in now it's huge like she ended up signing a huge spotify deal like exclusive spotify deal for like millions but any I'm only saying that because I'm like, I get even looking at the merch and like hearing the podcast, I it's like there's an audience for this. I I'm sure there's you just have to find it. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're not Sopranos fans, but it's like it feels like you gotta focus more on that you have Drea Demiteo, who's a famous actress, and then I guess just the you know the 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 female perspective and kind of go and and maybe then there's gonna be some obviously there's gonna be some touches of Sopranos. Um, yeah, I think it maybe make like I haven't listened to their interviews with other people from The Sopranos, but maybe make it an interview show with people from The Sopranos, other actors, uh, and then you could have like standalone episodes where there's just the two of them chatting about stuff. But yeah, like have it a bit more. Hey, this is what you're getting. Like being honest mm -hmm. about the the formatting because they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too with doing a Sopranos rewatch to pull people in. Except the people they're pulling in are not looking for what they're selling because they're doing. They're kind of their heart isn't in that. Not that it's you know it even has some bright spots, but it's clearly not what they wanted to do originally. And um, I think you're right as well about the look design. Like the um, art isn't bad. Um, the graphic design sort of of the logo, etc., which is a lip spiting a bullet and it just says Gangster Goddess. It's not bad. Um, did they have a theme song? They do. So. It's actually on the main page. I'm going to pull it up right now. 
Okay, great. We need a theme song. I remember it's fucking weird, but yeah, let me play it. Okay. Coming at you live from Venus. Yeah. Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. <laughs> I mean, it goes on for another two minutes. Uh, it reminds me of that band that she tries to have Chris bankroll. <laughs> yeah. I played yeah, in, in Denmark. Show. You know that guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the actual Sopranos. That's that's a good shout. I actually kind of like it for what they're doing. It does match the weird energy that mm. this show has. So I can't say it's bad. Exactly. I can't say it's bad. It's just weird. I mean, I, it feels like. I mean, I guess they're married to musicians. It just feels like kind of a song one of the one of them had, and it's got a cool groove. But when it's just kind of like, it feels like if it was just the instrumental, it'd fit better. But then you have a guy being like, "Violence is fucked. Violence is aggressive." It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that would have been a good space to tell people what your show is about. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of prime people for the listening part. Um, I mean, some of the things we we try to rate on is kind of assessing the business acumen and how much money they're making, how good are they at ad reads. I even have ownership structure here as mm. a bullet point. And obviously in this case, that is like the whole story. Like the whole story of this podcast is about them creating something that was moderately kind of successful, but they didn't have creative control and they didn't own it. I will quote from the drunk episode where they they're talking about their decision to break away from this company that had originally approached them. It was kind of the reason this existed. And they said they didn't want to plant a garden for somebody else. They, they mm. wanted to kind of plant something of their own, make their own thing. I do think that's admirable in a sense. It also says a lot about, podcast networks and what value they bring if any uh because they obviously can but they can also be like any network that manages talent can be predatory and not very good i'm not saying that was the case here but obviously they felt like they could do better on their own but then also seeing how that immediately fails possibly in part because they're sticking to the original concept rather than doing their own thing yeah like i'm not saying it would have been massively successful if they ditched the sopranos angle but they have the Sopranos angle, but as you said, it's not in the title or the. It's not clear from anything that it has anything to do. I say, I guess it has gangster in the title, but it's not like cut to black a Sopranos sit down. You know, it's about the Sopranos because it's right there in the title. Mm. Um, and I really think this is a story about capitalism and chasing trends and how you're going to end up making something that is not that great and maybe i'm trying to elevate it beyond what it is, but I yeah. I think this is a an important piece in the TV rewatch kind of chronicling of how things have changed over the last few years because for every office ladies there's a maid women and for every fake doctor's real friends there's a gangster goddess <laughs> broadcast yes and yeah. that is my that is my two cents on, that's on this whole show that's your dissertation yeah. i like how i like the depth you went in there because and not to like i don't want to like have like some schadenfreude here uh but like it is kind of, there's this element of like yeah, podcasting ain't that easy, is it? You know what I mean? Like, because also to the extent that, yeah, I'm sure these podcast networks are predatory, but I'm sure they take care of a lot of shit. And then you just have to show up and, you know, blabber on for an hour. Uh, I, I, I bet when they, I'm sure there was something along the lines of when they came back to discuss doing a season two, I'm sure they were like, well, hey, the numbers are this. So I'm sure the, compensation would be more akin to this than what you got before I, i'm just i'm spitballing and guessing what may have happened for them to go off on their own and i on the one hand i applaud being able to like hey i could do this you know my we have recording equipment because our spouses are you know musical artists we have basically a studio at home but then there's also like yeah but it's not easy you have to fucking uh market your shit you have to get out there and be a salesman and pimp your stuff and i i'm saying this as a 
barely not really moderately successful podcaster that's been doing it for over a decade. So, you know, you have to love this shit. You got to love it. Uh, uh, it's not going to be they're coming up with the, uh, the big fucking Hyundai Tucson ads like they are for uh, f- uh, fake doctors, real friends. You got to go out there. You got to sell these goddamn coochie wipes uh, that come on the tushy bidets and fucking sell this fucking podcast. You know, I I think that's uh, a, a beautiful point to kind of try to wrap up on. But I yeah. it's actually you you're you're right. Like the tushy ad, the ad read was good. Like they seemed more passionate yeah. about this product than they did about anything in The Sopranos. And you know, I think that shows great potential. But you're right, it is interesting. You know, and, and I don't want to speak from like a place of bitterness, but I guess our whole intro to this podcast fucking does that for us. <laughs> but like. Small-time podcasters or people who put creative things on the internet in general, whether you're putting something on YouTube or whatever platform or trying to run your own website, fucking good luck with that. Um, If you're driven from the start by an incentive to make money, that's how you're going to end up testing a lot of stuff, throwing a lot of stuff out there, and something might stick and you'll go with it. And, you know, that's fine. But that is also why projects like these two podcasts we're talking about can dwindle so quickly because the question we come back to is what do you care about Mm. the person making the thing what is your goal what are you trying to achieve um like the shows that we do jim uh, we're not really trying to make money which is to our benefit in some ways obvious detriment in other ways yeah we don't make any money yeah uh but but to our benefit in that we're able to chase our passion and make something that is therefore much more likely to resonate with people whereas i and i also think podcasts are particular in this regard because it's long form entertainment and it has a potential for you to make something that's very genuine and that makes people uh feel something that is feels authentic and you know i'm not saying they're fully off on this show or whatever but just the fact that they come into it with like there's a company approaching us asking us to make a podcast we're like fuck okay what should we do a podcast about they figure out something they want to do they'd end up doing something slightly different then they try to pivot and do the other thing but they're still driven by like this fucking thing has to create revenue at the end of the day Mm. and that's like the society we live in i can't complain too much about it but I just think it's an interesting tension and it's why I don't really mind seeing something that's created as a product in this space fail. It's like, um, you know, a Zach Braff Kickstarter or whatever. I'm like, but, it, but, but a failed one that I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I feel like if, if anything, if, if the, if uh, uncle Dre and auntie Chris if there's anything that they can lay their hat on, it's this conversation that Jim and Jacob had here. Because I feel like we've really gotten into uh, some insight on the for never-ending battle of art and commerce and passion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, good on you. I still got to put you, you're at, I'm sorry, you're at the bottom. It goes, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess think we need to talk about it. It's not fucking obvious. Yeah. Are we, are we just calling it, are we just, are we calling it made women gangster goddess? Or are we just saying gangster? Well, I guess we got to say both made women gangster goddess. Yeah. Then we got office ladies. Then we got, um, fake doctors, real friends. So yeah, they're still on top. Yep. We'll see if anyone comes along to unseat them. I, I think it's pretty clear that we're not reviewing ones that uh, we inherently dislike or like from the beginning. We're trying to get a broad scope of what is out there. What are people making in this space and trying to analyze and understand it so that we can absorb all of their powers, all of their bits, yes. get ready for real or not real yeah. next week as we talk about a different podcast. Um but yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, definitely a thought-provoking podcast, but maybe not in the way one would have expected. Uh, and I just can't wait for that busted and readjusted fucking uh, guide <laughs> yeah. to, to how to live your life, which will <laughs> undoubtedly be one of their upcoming business projects. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time, uh, what are we? We're like podcast police? Who are we? <laughs> We're the I, we don't I wouldn't have a bit to end this. See, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. You, yeah. f- you figure out the format as you go. It's only episode three. Um, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, thanks, everybody. <laughs>